I heard a story growing up about an elephant and about how elephants, when they're young, they, especially like zoo, um, maybe not zoos, but like circus and um, where they do like elephant riding and different things with elephants, like they train them, they will tie their leg to a post and let them get used to their boundaries. They, this is the, they have freedom within a controlled environment, controlled area. But then they talk about how as they get older, they actually all they have to do is put on that brace on their foot. Again, that leg brace. They actually don't have to attach it to anything. And then once they have that brace on, they go back into that mindset of limitations. That mindset that this is their boundaries and the freedom that they have is within this structure. And I think a lot of times, this is a metaphor for what we go through. We have these boundaries put on us, but over time, those boundaries may lift or expand, but because we are, we know the pain, we know the safety that is within those limitations, within those boundaries, we don't actually experience the freedom of walking away or or going a different location, we we have that still that mindset that we're stuck where we are within these confines, within these walls, within this grief, within these circumstances, within this job, within this mindset that this is where we have to stay. Today, I just as you listen to the episode, look for elements that that's what you've fallen into. Where can you make changes? Where can you experience freedom? What does freedom look like for you? So you don't get stuck, even though those limitations, those circumstances, those boundaries have been lifted. Listen in. Hi friend, I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse, or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope, a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. Hey, welcome back to Her Restored Spirit podcast. My name is Tammy, and I'm the host. And today, I just wanted to share a little bit of my reflections. So as you know, we just crossed over our 10th Heaven's Day, our 10th anniversary, our 10th angelversary, our 10th, the 10th year since my husband was killed. A lot has changed in the 10 years. And when I meet, when I go through days like this, when I go through times and it allows me time to reflect and to look back and to see how far I've come 
because I've come a really long way in the 10 years. I, I don't know if I could say that I'm a completely different person, but I would say that um, I'm stronger, I'm braver, I have more confidence in many ways. I'm, it's easier for me to say no to things now. I've learned over the last couple of years that I have to say no to things. But I was looking at all the things that I did early on when I was reading all the books, how to grieve properly, how to, you know, I was looking for that quick way through grief to get done, just to remove that, that pain, that raw, aching, all-consuming pain. So, you know, read all the books and went to all the groups and talked to the therapists, um, got the kids a therapist, um, woke up alone every morning, went to bed alone every morning or every evening, would go and visit friends or have friends visit and still felt so alone and it hurt. Feeling that weight of responsibility, of taking care of all the things, taking care of the house, taking care of the bills, taking care of the finances, taking care of the kids, trying to take care of myself, take care of my friends, take care of, you know, all the things, working, all the things that we find ourselves for the first time doing all the work of two people by ourselves, all with a hole like gaping in our heart that is, it's still, the heart is still beating, but we're like pouring out. Like it is everything takes so much energy and so much time and it just, everything hurt. And I look at now how I, our 10th Heaven's Day, we celebrated. We felt good. We played a board game. We ate pizza. We cried. We shared stories. We, it was just the kids and I for the day. Like we, we did, we did a little bit of schoolwork, but we just, we went and just spent time together. We went to the skate park. We went and talked to, to people and we just talked about how far we've come as a, as a family, the three of us. And the fact that we really are a family. And as we were talking about everything that we've been through, and again, the kids, I mean, they're 14 and 12. They were two and four. So even looking at how far they've come, it's just a matter of how far has their has their life come in general? I mean, they went from being toddlers to now a preteen and a teenager. And they've done that all with the element of grief in their life. And we talked about some of the struggles that we've been through. And I talked to them about how alone I felt through all of it. How even with them with me, even with my best friends surrounding me, when you're missing your person, you feel alone in in everything. And I wish 
that I knew some of the things then that I knew now. Some of the things that I'm going to share with you today is just, I wish that I knew that it could be different. I wish that someone would have told me that I could choose and say no earlier to things that I didn't have to, even to all the the healthy things. Like I can say no um, through a lot of things that I wish someone could have just told me. And so I want to do that for you. I just want to tell you whatever you're going through, it can be different. Your circumstance doesn't get to define your outcome. I don't know exactly what you're going through. I don't. I And honestly, even if I knew the circumstances, I wouldn't know how deeply it affected you. I just think that sometimes that is it. It's, I don't think my friends grasped how deeply some of the things that affected me, even the happy things, the the element of sadness that went along with that. I was looking at pictures today of my friends and I, um, good friends back from 2015 and our kids were, you know, five and seven and they had a, a little one as well. And like, I think she was three or four at the time. Um, I think three. And I was just looking back and realizing like in that moment that I enjoyed, like we were taking pictures, we were laughing, we were throwing the the football around, we were just having a great picnic. And then I looked at my eyes in those photos and I reminded myself, remembered the fact how much I loved it. It also hurt so much because my partner, my person, my kid's father wasn't there. And that's how I feel like a lot of things. Like we, we go through these amazing experiences and we're still not feeling complete. And so I just wanted to let you know that it could be different. There is a different way. You don't have to sit in that grief for forever. But it's okay to have those happy memories and have those sad ones along with it. But you don't have to do it alone. You can choose to heal. And a couple episodes ago, um, I don't even know how long, it was talking about how choose your heart and the fact that healing is not the easy path. But it is the one that makes life worth living. Holding on to that raw pain, why are you holding on to that? What is, what, how is your brain keeping you there? Why do you feel like you're holding on to that so deeply, so tight? I was talking with my coach and I mentioned the new phase that I feel like I'm walking into. My kids are older. I can leave them um, at the house. My kids are older. They, they can go to friends' houses and they want to go to friends' houses and hang out with friends. And when their friends are here, it's less work for me because they just go off, do their thing. And I throw food at them and make sure the Wi-Fi is working, make sure they have art supplies, make sure they have um, whatever they need. 
And I was talking about the freedom I feel right now. And she asked me how that felt. And my answer shocked me. I was talking about how scary the freedom is and how I have spent the last 10 years dedicating my life to raising the kids, doing all the things I knew to do, all the healing things, all of the, um, just some good things, some bad things. I've, you know, I've made wise choices. I've made poor choices. I've um, removed some people from my life. I've added people to my life. I have moved in the last 10 years, three times, two times, one, two, two times, um, three times if you count the in-between before I moved into my house. We've gone on a lot of trips. We've had a lot of experiences. My focus was, and still is, to do the right thing for the kids and to really pour into them and let them see that a life of grief does not mean a life of sadness and hardship and pain and that they can be happy and live fulfilled lives. And freedom is what healing looks like and that you get to define for yourself. And I realized that I am actually terrified of what freedom could could mean for me because it's not something that I understand. Like it's not, (laughs) I don't know how to handle that. And as I've said before, as many people, like our brains are meant to keep us safe, not successful. So by holding on to that pain, holding on to my kids, I have realized that I have the last year or so that maybe, maybe since they came home because of COVID, I've been trying to hold on to them a little tighter when I know that it's it's time to start releasing them slowly, little by little, and letting them fall a little bit more, letting them fail and struggle a little bit more while I'm here to be that safety net for them. But what if they don't, what if they do? What if they do that? Then what is my role? And as their their guiding parent, instead of my the leading or nurturing, no, managing, I guess, guiding instead of managing at this point, maybe that makes sense. And it all is great. But it all leads up to that freedom. And that freedom I could choose. You can choose. When I say that it, you can look at your life and things can be different, when you can choose another way, there's freedom right there waiting for you. And it is scary. And when I started, she asked me to, to talk more about that concept of the fact that freedom is scary. And when I allowed my brain to just go there, some of the things that I was afraid of and some of the things that I mentioned were shocking to me different things. Like, what do I do with my free time? Now, before you get all excited, how much free time does one have when you have two kids in two competitive sports? There's not much, but I have more even at home because I am more guiding than managing. I can 
I have more freedom, more choice. And where you are right now, even if you have toddlers at home, you have the freedom to to make healing look like you want it to look. To make your life, you have those choices to make. You don't have to do what everyone else is telling you to do. You don't have to do what the grief groups or those the um, divorce groups, whatever the therapist is telling you is the way to do it. All the books and things, and I'm an avid reader. I, I, I love, I don't know what I don't know. And so I read a lot to figure out what I don't know so I can figure out what I want to do. Another way of doing that is get quiet with yourself and ask what you really want in this moment and what you want your future to look like and what freedom and what do you want to say about freedom? What freedom do you want? Because even right now in the midst of grief and mess and life and toddlers and all the things that you're going through, you get to choose how you look at things, what you want to do and what you want to say at the end. And you get to do that right now. You don't have to wait. Life doesn't get easier as you get older. Um, I saw a meme the other day that was talking about how the the first two years of parenting is really difficult and the next two decades are terrible as well or is challenging as well. And I laughed at it because I didn't realize that how much it would change, how much it would become difficult. But it was just a, a different um, from you know running, trying to get them to eat and sleep. And now it's, it's attitudes and running them and um, trying to get them to do their chores and do their homework and do their all the things they need to do. But even in this moment, I remind myself, I get to choose the freedom. I get to choose the healing. I get to choose my hard. You get to choose how you want to respond in this moment, even through the pain and grief of whatever circumstance you're going through, even through the loss of your spouse, the divorce, the loss of your identity, your loss of your dream. And you're in a place where you get to reinvent what that is. You get to get quiet and look at what you were called to do from the very beginning. You get to do that with God's help. You get to do that with your friend's help. You get to do that. Well, heck, you you can do that with my help. But no one should tell you what freedom looks like for you. But just know there is a different way. And if you're feeling that, if if you're feeling that something needs to change and I don't know what, but I need more than this or I need less than this, there is a different way And it could be as simple as asking, why am I doing what I'm doing right now? And is this what's getting me what I want? Is this getting me to be the person that I want to be? The person and the, is this who I want to be and who my kids are going to speak about me? What are they going to speak about me when they're older? Is, am I being that person? If I want them to talk about how much I loved them and cared for them and showed up for them, Am I, my actions doing that? And with that, it doesn't mean that everything is clean and orderly and I show up to everything. It means I prioritize 
I get down to what's very important and focus on that. I put down some of the books and some of the things that other people are doing. And I do what's right for me and my family. And I do it with a joyful attitude. And I do it and I do it realizing that I have the power of choice. Even if I would make the same decision, it's all about how I think about that decision. I'm not forced to do anything. I get to do it. You're not forced to live in darkness and in grief. But you get to use that to fuel a beautiful life. So as I wrap up here, I just want to ask you some questions around the idea of freedom. Because when we are stuck, we aren't free. When we have other people making decisions for us, whether it's because we are incapable or because we don't want to or because we're choosing not to, it means that we're not free. If we just allow time to pass and not actually be intentional, we're not free. You are worth freedom. Your pain can be released through freedom, but you get to decide in this moment what freedom looks like. And it doesn't mean that you have to, freedom is the power of choice. You don't have to go the way the books say and the, the all the other people are doing it. That stuff, it may work for them. There's a reason why it's not working for you. So what does freedom look like for you? Freedom for me looks like I, get to choose how I use my time. I get to choose to take my kids to sports. I get to go and choose to hang out with my friends. I get to choose, um, you know, the limited free time I have. I get to choose what to do with it. I get to choose to be joyful even when I want to cry. I get to choose to see the happy elements throughout even the saddest days. I also get to see the sadness and embrace that through the happiest moments. What does freedom look like for you? And are you stuck in this cycle of grief, in the cycle of victimhood, in this this cycle that you don't want to be at and isn't serving you anymore? So what does freedom look like for you? What choice could you make right now, even if it's something as simple? It's not easy, but it's simple to change the mindset around something, to change the mindset of, no, I'm going to choose, or I did choose where I am in this moment, that I chose to, whether it's sitting on the couch or eating chocolate in the closet, which I tend to do, or adding another thing to your list of things to do because you wanna stay busy. Embrace the fact that you chose it. And that starts to give you a little bit of glimpse of what freedom looks like by embracing the fact that you have choices and that you don't have to be the victim of your, of your pain. You don't have to be the victim of your grief. You don't have to do what all the other people say is what will work to get you out of this grief. There is no shortcut to going through grief. You have to go through it. You have to process it. You have to deal with it. You can try what other people try and some some work, some don't, but you can't avoid it. And the freedom to heal means the freedom to choose. 
If you're ready to go deeper with this, if you want to see how one small choice and one small decision um, can, can change your life, if you're ready to have a change six months from now, not 12 months, not two years, but six months from now, even a change three months from now, why don't you contact me and let's talk. The, um, in the show notes, there's a link. Click there and you get a, a 20 minute call with me. Um, no commitment, no charge. Just let's talk about what's possible. And with that, I will see you next week. Bye for now.